You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening, as laughter can be infectious. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Yee-haw! Did that sound well-rested? That, that's pretty good, Al. Well, I've been able to save that up. Yeah. I, I haven't yee-hawed in about three weeks. Yeah, really? <laughs> yeah. Is that what your wife said? Oh, 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 I'm not supposed to talk about that. I get in big trouble. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's well, nobody's business. Okay. You know. All right. All right. Well, I wouldn't tell. <laughs> Are you trying to get You're me safe in trouble? Here. It's a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy New Year, everyone. We have a we have a guest with us today. It's mm-hmm. Nunuin from Faf Tuning. She's been with us before, and uh, we're going to talk all kinds of car stuff. It, 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 they should just call it fast tuning. Because don't they you get just, called that all the time? Oh, do they? Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole point is you want to make that car go fast, right? <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. Well, except through the corners. Oh, you well, want no, you still you, want you, to go through the corners. You want to go as fast want to as possible. To yeah, go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Either yeah, fast or fun through the corners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fast or is, fun. Fast is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever tell your drivers that, Brian? I mean, you're a team owner now. Yeah. And they say, I, I'm not fast through the corners. But you say, yeah, but is it fun? Well, I, you know, there's there's a couple of things I can say to the drivers. One, they're not my responsibility. Uh-huh. So our chief engineer looks after those guys. Oh, correct, right. So, the buck. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No, he's like, this is my job. And yes. I'm like, great. I don't want to right. talk to the drivers anyway. And secondly... If they're not fast enough, then I can, I'm more than capable of hopping in the car and going fast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've had that conversation a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. That's So, so did you want me goal. to do it? Because then I don't need you. <laughs> that, that, that's kind of it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's, there's lots of people who want to drive our, uh, our race cars, and, uh, and it has to happen under uh, a certain, uh, certain set of conditions. And uh, if they're not, well, then I'm happy to drive my own race car. No problem. So it's dependent on the size of your cojones, too? Uh, there's, I mean, our, our championship is very, very competitive. You understand what cojones are. Cojones. Okay, because we have a lady in the studio. <laughs> who, who, is there a female equivalent? Uh, not really. I don't know. Okay. I, but it, I don't think it matters. It's, it's metaphorical anyway. Well, that's true. It's not literal. It's true. It's uh, literal. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I was watching something on YouTube video, and, and the lady was going on. Said, it was a, a lady talking. She said, I don't know why they use that term, because those things are very delicate, and, and, <laughs> and, and, and it's kind of stupid that they do that. And I went... Oh, this is a little too much information, but true, but truthful. True, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. All right, okay. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. It's my, uh, my dog Monty's second birthday today. Happy birthday, Monty. Happy birthday, Monty. Yeah, I'm sure he's listening right now. <laughs> he's not here licking or panting underneath the table. No. The, the problem is when, when he hears my voice over any kind of speaker, he's just completely confused. He thinks I'm somewhere else or I, I'm kind of disembodied. Oh, uh, so. you know what? And we had that right now because our, our, our kids are away and we're doggy sitting. Oh, we, yes. We have our grand dog. And they love to FaceTime, right? And, and so the kid, the grandkids are calling out the dog's name, and the dog's looking around going, where the hell's it coming from? <laughs> and he goes, no, look at the screen, dog. The dog can't figure that out. Yeah, you know? yep. Just say hi. 
Yeah. No, 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 no. no but mine watches television. If we have YouTube and put dog dog YouTube episodes on, he watches oh, yeah, the yeah, television. Yeah. yeah, he's he's right into it. And and, and put on the uh, the fireplace thing. And oh, uh, no, we haven't done that. Oh, how about the chicken rotisserie bait channel? Have you oh, seen that he, one? He'd love that. <laughs> he loved it. I'd probably lick the TV. <laughs> All right, what are we else are we talking about today? We've got some special guests. Uh, well, news here. One so news here. Yes, yeah. yeah. So we're glad to have her back. And uh, we have our pal James Hinchcliffe uh, back on the show because we've got iRacing for the Kids next week with our pals at Hip Motorsports out in Ajax. And I was there yesterday uh-huh. doing some driving of my race car around Daytona in the simulator world. Now, can you actually take, like, how, how do they put your car in? Uh, somebody creates a graphics file and mm-hmm. and, it, and they just drop it right in. Oh, 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 so it just looks like your car. Yeah. What about actual performance? It's identical. Yes. Oh, so they know how big the motor is and mm-hmm. what the tires yeah. are. Yeah. All the engineering is the same. Yep. Oh, wow. That's yeah. crazy. And and how fast did you get through the corners? Uh, I've spun a couple of times, so very fast. Very fast. <laughs> Not so much fun. But the fun part was you didn't crash it. And it didn't cost me anything. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We're having lots of fun. We're happy to be back with you live, and uh, we're going to be back right after this break. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman, of course, as always, and new, new in from Faf Tuning. And uh, it's a new year. Lots of new stuff going on. Exactly. Um, weather's been great. I haven't, you know, really worried about uh, snow, which is, um, does that give you extra time? Uh, in in terms of well, what? mind you, your racing is not here, anyways. No, 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 no. We're we're racing in the states. Ah. Uh, yeah. So before before the winter's over, we've got a couple of races in the states. So yeah, no problem. Uh, but uh, here we had we had snow over just before the holidays, and I had a lovely tester that was kind of rear drivey. It's a uh, the new BMW M three forty with all wheel drive. But um, because it's the 3 Series, it's a little rear-drive biased, and in the snow, I was able to drive it sideways a lot. Okay, but you do have... Inadvertently. It was completely by accident. Mm-hmm. Completely mm-hmm. by accident. Fun. You were having fun. Yes. Did you have winter tires on it? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing how many people don't think that, because, well, I have four-wheel drives. So I don't need four winter tires. Well, you kind of, yeah, you do. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. need, you need four. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, all, all of us here are, uh, are running on, on winter tires. Exactly. Right. Right. People say that all the time. It makes a huge difference. That just means if four-wheel drive means you're spinning out four wheels if you don't have winter tires. Question. Your specialty is 911s, of course, hmm? and you're the air-cooled expert. You've got your badge <laughs> <say> of honor. <laughs> the first and only female who uh, happened to get that distinction of being the air-cooled specialist. Cla- um, classic certified. Uh, only so far, mm-hmm. I have. I know that there, uh, I think she's got an, another job at this point, but... There was um, a lady in the UK that was also going for the for the certification, and I think she wanted to get become an instructor. But the last I heard, I think she's um, she might have moved on to something else. Now, does it strictly go from your expertise at the shop, or is there a lot of schooling involved? And if so, where does that schooling take place? There is specialized training from Porsche. It uh, in North America, it is in California, just outside of uh, LA. Uh-huh. Uh In um, and then there's training in Germany as well. Right, but at the same time, you, I mean, it's not like someone can just sign up. And go, no, you no. have to be a Porsche technician. Right, and, and put so many hours in, and obviously somebody has to vouch for you. And say, yeah, yeah she there's, a, there's a, a qualification or a certification exam, mm-hmm. practical and theory. And it, where did you do your training then? In California? Or in California. You, yeah, it was mm-hmm. good? 
It was great. I had a lot of fun out there. Uh, lots of good training, and then I got took the opportunity to visit some of the shops around there. So made a lot of great connections. Mm. Uh, in actual Porsche facilities. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's it's a Porsche paradise down in Southern California. It really California. is. It's like you, you you know you can't turn a you can't turn a, a corner without finding another Porsche specialty shop. You know, Singer Singer's down there. Um, I've driven the uh, the Gunther Works cars as well, and uh, there's so much por- uh, Rod Emery's down there. Yeah, all kinds <clears> of stuff. Lots of lots of shops. But question, I mean, for the most part, if somebody wants to drive fast, do they not want a high performance, high horsepower vehicle? And and having said that. Why do we restrict ourselves to air cooled when when there's lots more power in water cooled cars? There is, I think, a romance to it. Maybe uh-huh. um, I feel like for myself, there's just something special about the air cooled that the others don't offer. Um, I mean, if I wanted, if I, if I was strictly looking for just horsepower, right. there's lots of other options. Right, <laughs> but that's not always what I'm looking for. There's um, there's a finesse. There's agility. There's, um, there's, there's just so much more than just straight horsepower. Well, but at the same time, I mean, the engineers that are designing these cars, and they're not cheap vehicles. Um, they're designing the whole car, or not specifically around the motor, but uh, to perform with that kind of horsepower. You've got to. You can't just make horsepower. Obviously, you have to make suspension and steering and everything else mm-hmm. that fits the whole package mm-hmm. to go fast. Well, that's why the new cars are not air cooled. The air cooled are just the classic cars, and there's 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 where the romance lies. There you go. So it's not that they're better; it's just that people like them. They're they're they're, <laughs> yes. they're, they're different. You know, people for the same reason people like mechanical watches. People love uh-huh. a classic nine eleven, and it's a completely different driving experience. You know, it, it's because the cars are the cars are also from a different era they're smaller they're lighter mm-hmm. there's a there's a more there's a, a direct connection to the car when you're driving it mm-hmm. and that that you know it, it has gone missing because the cars you know modern 911s are bigger mm-hmm. uh, they're more comfortable and and they're significantly faster but that's all that's all part of uh, that's all part of the package today but you know the charm of the of the classic cars is that they're they're smaller lighter and they have these these wonderful air-cooled motors in them Question though, too, though at the same time, uh, but who's driving them? I mean, is it mostly, you know, older people, or are are there is there younger folks that are actually lots of younger folks? Oh, lots there is of younger eh? folks. Yep. Yeah. There's um, there's a huge group of people. I wouldn't say a huge group of people, but there's the purists that yes. love you know just OE everything standard, and then there are the more the group that does more of the modifications i would say are the younger folk mm-hmm. um and there's lots of different kinds of modifications going in there body engine um but they're not spoiling the car oh it, well, it, it depends dep- depends on your perspective yeah right, it depends yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> there are um i'm i'm friends with and am part of the rwb community uh-huh. they will cut the body and put in wide Wide fenders, right. lower the car, huge wheels, different suspension. So to a purist, they've totally destroyed the vehicle. So, yes. So, <laughs> so I'm not a Porsche. I'm not a Porsche purist. Yes. But RWB is on the other side of the line for me. Okay. So, so I I, I don't <clears throat> think that's a good thing. Taking a perfectly good 911 and hacking its fenders off. But right. What's Singer RWB? Singer does that. 
What's RWB stand for? <laughs> sing, 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 There's is, lots of lines, there, right? There, there, there is. <laughs> there are yeah. lots of lines. So you know what you you know what singer does because you've seen the cars and uh, and there's a lot of thought and care and engineering that goes into singer. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the high road on this one. <laughs> <laughs> but most of these businesses at the same time are <clears throat> their businesses. I mean, yes. they're they're there to earn a profit. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, they're not going to do something that's going to lose themselves. They want to increase their sales. Increase sales. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everyone has yeah. different tastes. Yeah. Not everyone can afford 400000 a million dollars on a singer that most of the time they don't drive. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, RWB is a point of contention for a lot of people. Sorry, I, I'm not familiar <laughs> with it. What does RWB stand for? I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's so it's a it's a fellow out of, out of Japan okay. who who loves 911s and his aesthetic is to to hack off the fenders and put big wide fenders on and big wide wheels and tires and it, there, there's a special aesthetic. They kind of look like race cars but they're not really. But they so some RWBs of them are. I mean, it depends on the owner. A really weird build, is that it? Yeah, there that's you go. it. That's really it right. Weird a really build. weird build. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I figured it out. This is Days Corner Garage. We're here with New Noon from FAF Tuning up in Newmarket. And we're going to be talking to her and uh, all kinds of other stuff right after this break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in the studio with Ellen Gelman, of course, and New Noon from FAF Tuning. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a new year, so we've got lots of stuff on the go with social media. So please visit our Facebook page and our Instagram page and all that stuff. Uh, there's always interesting stuff going on there. No, no question. Have you driven a Taycan? I have not. No? I have not. Brian has. Brian has. <laughs> Several, yes. Did you like it? I prefer the Audi. The e-tron? That one I've driven. Yeah. The, the, the Audi is, is really cool. So the, the, the Taycan and the Audi e-tron are, are essentially the same product. Okay. Skin differently, as everybody does. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, 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 the Taycan that I like is the, uh, what do they call it? Um, it's the off-roady one. It's the one with uh, the higher <laughs> ride height and it uh, looks like a wagon. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that... Uh, I think the adventurer or something like that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's it's enjoyable. I, I kind of like the aesthetic of the Audi. I, I like the way it works as a mm-hmm. car, not just as an EV. It just, to me, it, it happens to be an Audi performance sedan that is propelled by electric motors. Well, and in fact, they're selling more electric cars now than they're selling ice cars, right? Yes. No. <clears throat> Who is? Porsche. No. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize you were. You were well, well, uh, well, I, I read somewhere here they're selling more, more, get more electric cars than they are selling 911s. I think uh, that's possible. I'm not sure about yeah, that. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked. I haven't looked, but it's coming. It's coming. But so. it's funny. I mean, it's a totally different. You know, it's like comparing apples and oranges, really. You know, yeah. uh, you're, you're talking about a big sedan as opposed to a sports car. Yeah, but the, you know, sports electric sports cars are coming. They're mm-hmm. they're, uh, they're they're definitely coming. And uh, you know, of all the manufacturers that I'm thinking of, I mean, Hyundai is going to get there probably first with uh, with their N line. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the not the not the N line cars, but the N cars. So I think the Ionic Six is coming as an N. The or the yeah, the Ionic Five is coming as an N soon. Um, the Kia uh, EV6, which is sort of a sister car to mm-hmm. the Ionic 5, has a performance model already, and you can drift that. You know, it, it's ridiculously quick, but it's got a drift mode. So they're the the, the fun EVs are coming. Well, uh, question though, I mean, you've driven them a lot, lot more than myself, but mm-hmm. uh, weight wise, they're way more. 
They're all way heavier than all. Yeah, well, you know, uh, ca- category for category, mm. call it a thousand pounds difference. Wow. Yeah, that's what the you know that's generally what the battery pack weighs. And, and have the engineers been able to deal with that in terms of making the car feel, or does it feel like a slug? I mean. It no, no, I mean, because no, they feel they they're think. all quick, <laughs> right? Instant torque. Yeah. I've heard grown men giggle, uh-huh. you know, just like I've, I've seen people drive and, and watch videos of people drive the Taycan. I've not, I'm not myself, but you know, it's, it's, it's funny when you get like a hee hee, you know, out of like grown <laughs> men driving these. Yeah. It, well, you know, it's, it's, it's not like, la- think about this. It's not like launching, um, you know, a, a 1986 Porsche 911. <clears throat> Uh, with a manual gearbox, right. you know, and, and with that's the, with the lag. <laughs> with, yeah, and you know, there's lag, and you know, it's it's a, it's a you know, you got to shift slowly, and, and the whole thing. With an electric car, the torque is instantaneous, the car responds instantaneously. So you you know, you're talking about a, a, an experience where you might get you know six seconds, zero to sixty in an old 911, maybe, but in a Taycan or or any of these new fast uh, uh, sedans or SUVs, whatever they're, they do zero to sixty in three seconds, and anybody can do it. It's continuous too. It's instant and continuous. You're not waiting mm-hmm. to shift. You're not. Question: What and and uh, dollar value or price? Do we have any idea what the Taycan's worth? Uh, probably starts one thirty ish, and okay. and I'm sure you can option them to over two hundred. Oh, for sure. So basically, yeah. it's in the same category as the. Uh, the, as the S, I guess the um, the e- EQS. No, I meant the um, uh, the electric car. What's the, the Tesla? Oh, Tesla. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd I'd certainly rather have a Porsche in my garage than a Tesla. Right. Um, we've had these discussions before because yeah. y- you keep telling me that. Well, and it's true that Tesla was never a car company. Well, they're they're a car company in a different way. Right. So you know they don't have a traditional dealer model. They're you know they're they they don't have a traditional service model either. And the you know their their part supply. Has uh, it has been uh, compromised oftentimes. So, for example, if somebody ends up in a crash, uh, it it, it, t- it still takes several weeks or months to have your Tesla repaired. And uh, and so, who's helping that out, out with that? I mean, the insurance company coming to bat or not? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I know someone that had it had one, and they wrote it off. Um, he was happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got whacked pretty good. Um, yeah. Well, and, and and it may have taken a year to fix it, anyways. Oh, it's, it's quite possible. Yeah, it's quite possible. But that, that of all the EVs that have driven, and, you know, a lot of them are really impressive and and for different reasons. But that um, that Audi RS e-tron GT, it looks like an Audi sedan. That thing is just, it to me, it's beautiful. It's got wonderful dynamics, and then uh, and then it's an EV, so it's very very quick. But it's to me, it's the right size, um, and it looks cool and it makes cool sounds. Okay, and but now question: who's who's driving the, you know, who's pushing? Um, EV manufacturing and sales. Uh, well, that that that's changing. So manufacturers have gotten ahead of it until recently, and uh-huh. and we've started to hear about all these mandates, right? Right. So while we're on break, mm-hmm. um, the 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 geniuses at the federal government uh, have proposed a new mandate. New mandate. New mandate. You're ready for this. So in 2026, one fifth of all new passenger vehicles have to be electric, mm-hmm. and then it gets worse by 2030. 60% have to be EVs, and the plan is by 2035, every elect- every passenger vehicle has to be electric. You mean every vehicle sold? 
Yes. They're not taking cars off the road. No, they're not going to take cars <clears throat> off the road. But I mean, if people don't want to buy them, you can't force people to buy something they don't want. Well, this is this is Canada in 2023. So <laughs> who who knows? But this this plan will never work for reasons we can discuss later. But uh, it, it's not going to work as much as they want it to. And right now, there's no cars available anyways. So That's you right. Go. You can't get them. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and Nunu and from Faf Tuning. And, uh, you know, we're sitting here looking outside and it's still gray. When, when do you think we can see the sun? Uh, I think there's maybe a few minutes this afternoon for a, for a moment of time. I'll, I'll have to schedule it in. Uh, you know, I'm happy it hasn't snowed, really. It, it's, yeah. been, it's been better for working. It, it, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, the shop's cleaner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, new, see, new works on, on cars that don't come in all snowy and stuff, right? And they stick around for a while. Yeah, and, so. they, and they hang around for a little while. What are you working on right now? Uh, right now, I've got two 928s that I've been trying to work through. Actually, I just sent one home. Wow. So that was exciting. Um, it's always a challenge when they're... That was an 82. So it's always challenging when they're that old. Everything is old. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <clears throat> and then once I get those done, I've got a 78-911 that's come in for some tuning and some some uh, some other work. And then I've got a pretty full restoration coming up that I'm really excited about. That one's... Uh, what's what's that one going to be? Um, that one, I've pulled the powertrain because I'll be working through the engine, splitting the case for that one. Yep. Um, and then we've sent the body to the body shop, uh, 82-911-SC. Pretty standard. We're keeping it as original as possible. Maybe just some some up, upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just really excited. I get to make this one nice and beautiful and clean. That's that's very cool. Yeah. Question: The uh, I, I saw a website and the guy was talking about his favorite Porsches and and, and the 928 was actually way down. Um, in, I'm not a huge fan of the transaxles. The, okay. The, the 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 front engine water cool. Right. Um, I know that. I mean, especially the 944 with its weight distribution, they're great for racing. Mm-hmm. But my legs are short. I find the weight, the 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 footwell is really long, and so right. to reach the pedals, I can't properly see over the dash. Um, but um, the 928, especially, even when I was going through the classic training, I had heard that Germany was trying to buy them all up. That they were becoming more popular. But you know, becoming more popular, yeah, or oh, popular really? again, yeah. yeah, with collectors, yeah, it's a, it's a strange thing because they 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 were kind of unloved. The, right. the 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 idea behind the the nine twenty eight at the beginning was that it was going to be a replacement for the nine eleven. That's right. right, and of course that didn't fly with with uh, Porsche fans. Yeah, with nine eleven fans, that didn't go well yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, almost <laughs> as bad as the nine forts in there. Uh... Well, you know, we, we've we've got uh, we've got the the Cayman and the Boxster now. So <laughs> we do. You know, there's all all kinds of things. But uh, yeah, the nine twenty eight was a bit of an odd duck, and and uh, I I think they're they're fairly expensive to maintain. Well. Porsche, period, is expensive to maintain. <laughs> and then with the classic cars, even though Porsche supports the classics with producing parts, mm-hmm. um, there's still some parts that are not produced sure. because there's not enough uh, demand for it. Um, so parts are hard to find. There's not a lot of people working on them. The fuse panel's a nightmare. Um, <laughs> but, you know, with the 911s going the way they are, they're just astronomical right now. People are turning to the other models so we're seeing more of that. Is it more in the way of body parts you're talking about is not being available? or um, No, with the 928, with the transaxles, they started 
introducing more technology, mm-hmm. um, and those are harder to find. Right. Yeah, that's where you really need a specialty shop or find a wrecker from. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, either wreckers or people people uh, refurbishing old old components, old electronic components, which mm-hmm. not everybody is. No, it, it's always a question, especially if you're buying it on the internet like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we're we're one of our one of our little projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of kind of tied to, the, to to racing, but our 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 vehicle that we're going to drive around is uh, is a uh, Mercedes 190E. Two point three sixteen, and that's a that's a cool little car that Mercedes did way before AMG mm-hmm. in the uh, in the eighties, and uh, we we found a, a car that's got a clean chassis and a bagged drivetrain, so we're throwing a different drivetrain in this thing, and uh, it'll look like a, a racing car from the the, the late eighties, early nineties. By the time we're done with it, it's going to sound good, it's going to perform well, all that stuff. But a friend of mine has that same model, same color combination too, mm-hmm. and when he heard we were doing this project, he's he said to me. I will take every single part you pull off that car. <laughs> the old stuff, right? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. yeah. You can't find it. Yeah, and there's lots of stuff that's coming out of the car, and it's just all going to get thrown in a in a bin, and he's going to have to go and pick it up from the shop at some point. Well, that's okay if you're using it yourself, okay? But I mean, I've had situations too where customers decide that they want to supply something or find something. Um, I have to explain to them that. Uh, if you're bringing the part, you have to understand that I can't warrant that part. Yeah. Yep. And and if I have to pull it out again because it doesn't work, um, you're paying. Yeah. Yes. And they go, oh, so I think you're way better off to let me supply the part because then I'm going to give you a warranty. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I actually have one coming in this week like that. Oh, boy. Somebody decided to buy his old, his own complete rear diff. And oh boy. I, so I said, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so we're, our fingers are crossed. I was able to, to to convince them that we should at least put in new seals while it's on the floor, as opposed <laughs> to doing them after the fact. So this, you know. this is from a wrecker or something? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> yes. Oh, boy. Previously loved, I think, is the nice yeah, way of that's calling a, that's it. A, that's a nice way you to say it. Have you ever heard it that way? Yeah. Mm, yep. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, well, but, but, but you have to do that periodically. If you can't source a new part, a lot you know. of the times it's it's used parts, especially I find there's more used parts for the, uh, sorry, there's more new parts for the 911, mm-hmm. but for the, the transaxles, because there's not as much demand, right. we do have to go to eBay and find used parts. Is there a specific, um, you know, Porsche specialist wreckers that are around that you can... There mm-hmm. are, there yeah. are. Yeah. They do tend to um, deal with more of the newer models. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the older models, you kind of just have to search everywhere. There are specific sites that I can go to for 928s and 944, which is nice. Now, um, it, it, now is, there a, is there a Porsche head office here in Canada? There is. There is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and you say some of the training happens there? There is training uh, facility there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're opening a Porsche Experience Center, I think, Pickering? Or yeah, I think near Pickering. Pickering, near Pickering. <clears throat> yeah, but I'm actually really excited about that. Yeah. Mind you, I think it probably targeted more against Training new people on new cars, isn't it? Uh, yes, I've, yeah. I've I've asked, <laughs> I've queried <laughs> if there was going to be a classic component to that facility, and I think it's it's looking like it's just going to be display more than anything else. All right, and for anybody just tuning into the show and hearing a female voice, um, which is great, you know, uh, any problems that you have with the shop in terms of old sexist cavemen working there? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I. I've been very lucky in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say out of a hundred people that I've worked with, in schools training. Yeah, um, I've been in three different shops, the race teams. Um, I've had to deal with maybe two out of a hundred, and really nothing that you know hurt my feelings or anything okay. like that. You know, um, but I do know that 
I, I know a lot of other women in the trade in and around the, the, the industry mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they have a lot like there are lots of instances where people have um, other women have a really hard time but I feel like it's not usually on the job it's just you know people that, that don't pick up the wrench that have you know ideas right right right, right, um, right. clients yeah, that yeah. also don't pick up the, the wrench and have ideas um but, but I've seen. I it, myself have had a, an amazing um, run at it. But I've seen it go both ways. For example, um, I knew a lady actually that worked as a wrench uh, for Mercedes Canada, um, and she worked on the bench and loved it. But they actually asked her to work the counter, and they said, "We'll pay you the same money." And 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 part of the reasoning was is that they felt um, women that identified more. Exactly, as a, yeah. women customers would much rather talk to a lady, you know, behind the the sure. desk rather than a guy. Um, thinking that what they were saying is more important, they felt it was easier to do, to to converse. I guess I don't know. Do you ever run into that? Uh, no, I've never been offered the desk job myself. I probably would turn it down. Uh-huh. Um, at the dealership, we had there were or has been uh, women at uh, as service advisors, so they you know they didn't need to turn to me. Um, but I, I wondered myself. I mean, you know, you're talking about a mechanical thing, and 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 and, and like I will often tell people. You know, people will turn around and say, well, I don't know. I'm not a mechanic. I said, listen, you have two ears, just like I do. I'm just asking you, you know, the next time the brakes squeal, could you try to, you know, pay attention to where it may be coming from? Notice it. Is, is it the front or the back? And they go, well, I'm not a mechanic. I said, well, you don't have to be a mechanic. Okay, you have ears like I do and probably better because I can't hear those frequencies anymore. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, how, how – so you're, you're – you're, I don't know. I mean, I I don't see, unless it's just a case of some guys tend to talk down to ladies thinking that, well, what do they know mm-hmm. um, when that's not the case, especially if you're the business owner or somebody who's, you know, trying to make money working at the counter, you're going to want to be nice and, 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 and try to explain the best you can. Of course. A lot of people don't want to, if so women will want to speak with a female service advisor, but a lot of the guys won't and they'll ask to speak to, you know, a guy because they don't think that they have wow. the experience. So no, no, you're right, you're right. And I, I've seen that on. myself because uh, our sister at our shop actually works the front counter. And periodically I could see somebody's got a face on like, isn't there a guy here I could talk to? Yeah, exactly. No, you're an idiot, okay? It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> but this is Dave's Corner Garage. we got something special coming up after the break. Yeah, we got James Hinchcliffe coming up. Racing, uh, very famous Canadian racing driver and a charity event next week. All right. I-racing? I-racing. I-racing for the kids. I'd be racing. Uh, yeah, you could. <laughs> you should join me. Okay, I will. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman. And joining us today is old pal and uh, famous Canadian racer, James Hinchcliffe. James, how are you? I'm very well, sir. Yourself? Not too bad. One of the things uh, you're doing, I mean, you spend a lot of time in the U.S., but you're helping out some uh, Canadian friends with uh, iRacing for the Kids, which is a charity sim racing event coming up on January 11th. What's your role there exactly? Doing some driving? How are you helping? Yeah, well, unfortunately, this year I won't be doing any driving. I'm, I'm going to be out of town on the uh, the date that we landed on. But, you know, last year the event was a blast. Uh, everybody had a lot of fun. It was very well received. We exceeded expectations for fundraising. And so we figured, hey, if it worked once, why not do it again? And this is in support of the Sick Kids Foundation, which is you know, a big thing uh, here in this part of the world. Sick Kids was a, was a, a huge thing in my family. My sister had a, a really bad accident. Uh, actually, it was with a horse. Uh, horse riding accident when she was younger and sick kids were 
the ones that really kind of put her back together and gave her back to us. So, you know, when, like I said, when the idea came up and Gary pitched it to me, it was pretty big, no brainer on that side. And it's a bummer. I don't get to drive this year. I'm, I'm kind of taking Graham Marshall duties this time around. So helping, you know, just with recruiting some drivers and organizing a little bit and, and doing a bit of fundraising, so to speak. And uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll be watching. I won't have a sim where I'm going to be, but I'll be uh, I'll be watching online for sure. Well, it's it's going to be interesting, and you know, with the the drivers, the the pro drivers who've registered so far, a bunch of great names, lots of lots of well known Canadian drivers, and uh, we've had Mark Wilkins on the show to talk about this mm-hmm. a little bit. But there's tons of well known Canadian drivers that are participating, and if I understand it perfectly. When a sim team sort of organizes, they register, they have the ability to choose a pro depending on their their level of donations that they raise. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we've got a list of pros that have signed up and, and big thanks to all of them for, you know, donating their time and, and participating in this. And yeah, basically the highest bidder gets first pick. So do you want an, ex- an experienced sim racer on your side? A guy like, uh, you know, Dan Morad or something like that, or Robbie Wickens or... Do you want, you know, someone maybe you've heard of, but isn't that good on a sim, which would be the category I'd fall into if uh, if I was running this year. That was sort of my mantle last year, but it's a cool way to do it. And we were just blown away with uh, with how much we were able to raise last year. So hopefully more of the same. Absolutely. And you look at, at some of the drivers, I mean, you know, Daniel Morad, I mean, who who better? to drive with, but Dan, anyway, I, I wish I could pay to have Dan on my team. That's how I would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. I racing for the kids is January 11th. So if you haven't registered and you're a sim racer, make sure you get out there and do that. So I'm encouraging experienced sim racers to join. Yeah. It's a, it's a competitive group. If, if you sign up, I mean, it's all for fun, right? But I encourage everyone to sign up, but definitely, you know, expect some stiff competition. There's some, there's some really good teams that we saw, you know, in the, in the race last year. I've enjoyed seeing you on television on all the broadcasts uh, this year, especially on the F1 broadcasts. And how was that working in Formula One relative to what you've been doing in, in IndyCar? Obviously, watch IndyCar as well, but Formula One's a big change from IndyCar. I, it isn't, it isn't. You know, that's that's the funny thing. I mean, yes, there's a lot more money spent. There are you know, a lot bigger operations and organizations involved. The cars, you know, a, a different breed in a sense, but there's still single, single seater formula cars. And when the lights go out, it's just like the green flag dropping, you know, it's, it's the same, it's, it's the same fundamental thing just with, you know, a couple key differences. I would I, honestly, it's 95% the same job. It's just 5% difference and some rules and some things that the cars can and can't do or, or things like that. But, uh, you know, what a cool experience, what a cool opportunity to get to, uh, jump into the formula one world for, uh, for a few races and, I was, yeah, I did have a little bit of an imposter syndrome, you know, that first weekend because I've, I've never driven the car and there's a driver analyst. So it seems, it seems a little counterintuitive, but luckily, you know, Alex Polo, he was running FP1 for that, that first weekend of mine in Austin. Mm-hmm. And I could just pepper him with every possible question that I could think of. He was so, he was so gracious with his time about it because I was just trying to learn as much as I could. Like, okay, in this scenario, what's happening? Or and how does the car behave in this way? Or what changes would you make for this? And that way I could at least try to get some of that information across, you know, to the viewers at home, which is ultimately what, what my job is. And, uh, you know, I had a great partner in, in Julian Palmer on that broadcast. Uh, from the driving standpoint, and he could sort of fill in the blanks that I I didn't have personal experience on. It was cool to see, you know, how many messages I got from people, especially back home, actually, uh, in Canada that were watching through F1 TV rather than, you know, on the Sky broadcast. And uh, yeah, it was it was awesome. Hopefully get to do some more of it next year. I definitely enjoyed seeing you on the uh, on the F1 broadcast, but you've been doing IndyCar now for the last year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's kind of got that opportunity off the back of, you know, 
full season of, of broadcasting with IndyCar and NBC. And, you know, what a fun year it was to get to do that. You know, a, a crazy championship battle. I think six cars were still eligible going into the last race to have that kind of spread across the field, you know, after, after 17 races was pretty impressive. And, you know, working with Lee Diffie and Townsend Bell and, and the whole crew at NBC was it was just awesome. You know, there's such a professional bunch and we had a blast, man. We had a blast and had some really exciting races, even at tracks that historically are sometimes kind of boring races. <laughs> we, we got lucky and and all the drivers put on a heck of a show for us and for all the fans, I think. If the opportunity strikes, would you be prepared to jump back in an IndyCar? Uh, I think only the 500. You know, I, I think I've, uh, I've I've closed the book on a, on a full-time IndyCar campaign did it for 11 years, had a great run, had a lot of fun, you know, proud of what we accomplished in that sense. You know, the one big one that's obviously unchecked is a 500. And um, if the right opportunity came up for sure, you know, but I, I had some chances to run it this year, to be honest, and they weren't operations that I thought really gave us an honest shot at winning. And I didn't just want to be a field filler and just collect another starter ring to throw up on the bookshelf for the heck of it. So uh, there's you know, still some conversations ongoing and you know, I'm sure there will be for a while. But uh, yeah, if, if that right opportunity presents itself, I would have no hesitation to jump back in and, and go for Indy. Right on. Well, that's that's kind of what I thought. And, uh, you know, I think I think we'd all love to to see you there. Yeah. Well, everything for me is at Hinchtown, um, yes. all the social media handles, Hinchtown.com, things like that. But yep. yeah, no, we'll uh, we'll see. And uh, we're going to see you uh, on January 11th on uh, iRacing for the Kids, which is iRacingForTheKids.com. So make sure you register. And then uh, if uh, if you're not participating, you can watch online. I think it's going to be on Twitch and Rev TV and, and all of that stuff. And I'm sure you're pretty stoked to be able to support this endeavor. Yeah, 100%. It's, uh, it's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, it was a good show last year. So even though I can't, I can't be in it, I can't participate, I'm really excited just to watch it because it was a heck of a race. <laughs> James, thanks for joining us today on the show. Really appreciate it. Looking forward to iRacing for the Kids on January 11th. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and Nunuin from Faf Tuning. And I got to give a shout out to my pal, Dr. Jay in California, who's actually listening in on zoomerradio.ca. All right. Is he an iDriver? Uh, no, you know what? He's got a he's got a great vehicle. He's got a Toyota 4Runner TRD Pro. Okay, like a racing pickup truck. Uh, well, no, it's 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 a it's a 4Runner, uh-huh. but with the off-road suspension, wheels, tires, that sort of thing. I think it's got a roof rack, but uh, he does a lot of hiking, so it's a perfect vehicle for him. And he's a slow driver. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's just more comfortable, and <laughs> and and if he goes off off the track, he can. Uh off the road, yeah. that car can do it. it. Yeah, it really can. It's incredible. And in fact, that's the highlight of my week next week. I've got a 2023 Toyota 4Runner TRD Pro tester coming. And where are you going to drive it? Uh, on the city streets of Toronto. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, because they're worse than going off-roading. Well, that's a, true. That's a, true. That's true. Yeah. I, I had I, I had one in this week. We had an <clears throat> MDX that, that got towed in and was on our shop, and the and the, and the ball joint was had fallen out. And so it makes for... Ugly, ugly, ugly damage. Um, mm. It was yeah. a couple grand in the end. Um, you know, this is where the control arm is one place, the ball joint is somewhere else. The wheel is out in left field <laughs> altogether. In fact, even ruined the wheel rim because yeah, I, sure. I, I didn't have it on the original estimate. And I thought, what happened here? And well, because they were moving, and and whatever was left of the ball joint actually cut a groove into the, the aluminum wheel. The wheel. wheel. Yeah, yeah, so that had to be changed. Uh, we were talking earlier, though. Uh, new, of course, is. Um, 
our famous our, our, our favorite lady mechanic here and um, there's lots of opportunities for women to, to go into the dealership right there are um, I want to say that um, there's a lot more now uh-huh. I know in in class in classes right uh, there's more all the time um, I just need to encourage more employers to to give women a shot I feel like employers are still shy and hesitant they worry about the team dynamics mm-hmm. or facilities the facility itself isn't built for a separate change room right. when I when I joined the Porsche dealership mm-hmm. one of the things I loved was that they built the place with a facility with right. separate change rooms for a woman um, and so I think we just need to kind of catch up with the times. We can't complain about shortage of of uh, of workers if if we don't hire from the entire pool. Well, that's right. I mean, you know, businessmen are people who are in business, and the whole idea is that you you know you employ the right people, you generate a profit. Um, who cares what sex they are? Yeah, if we they all do have the hands. job right, and, yeah. and and you make money. Who cares? Yeah, with exactly. with the race team, I literally don't care. Right, I'd, I'd have I'd have a full uh, team of of women drivers uh, driving for us. No problem. And and as far as crew goes, I mean, the over the wall crew has, you know, there's 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 some physical requirements, but if you meet the physical requirements, I I don't care. Exactly, exactly. And and you know now we're seeing, in, in, of course, in motorsport, there's a lot of female uh, engineers as well, mm-hmm. and I I think it's awesome. I just I literally don't care, and I, I'd I'd rather have more uh, women on our team for sure. All right, so the iRacing, James Hinchcliffe, that was yeah, great. Yeah, uh, yeah, iRacing for the kids uh, to benefit sick kids uh, foundation is on Wednesday. And um, if you go to uh, Hip Motorsports, I think it's hipmotorsports.com, mm-hmm. uh, that'll be broadcast on uh, probably Twitch uh, as well as YouTube. And uh, if I'm in town, uh, you can catch me there as well. Is there off-track betting on who's going to win? <laughs> you know what? There's not a lot of betting on, on motor racing. Is the vari- there are too many variables, right? Well, there is, but uh, you know, yeah, wait, wait, wait. But I watch the thing, and they always say, "Live from Vegas." Here's Monty. Monty's going to tell you what the odds are. Who's going to win the race this yeah. weekend? Well, that's you know because Vegas likes to monetize every kind of betting opportunity. <laughs> but I mean, I would never bet on motorsport. No, no way. Well, but 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 sometimes, for example, I mean, you know, when when you've got like Formula One, where for example, I mean, you, you know, you've got two or three drivers who right. generally going to win everything, anyways, right? Um, that's going to throw a wrench into it. That, well, that's a that's a little bit more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, that's per, perhaps you know the variables are more in line with with uh, team sports or, mm-hmm. or like uh, ball and stick sports for sure. But um, I, I would never bet on motor racing. Oh <laughs> wow! It's just, wow. Yeah, too many. There are way too many variables. Um, okay. Yeah, that's me. But if you want to, I think you can bet. Yeah, but I, I'm not a betting guy. I mean, I had a relative that used to. Be in the betting business, actually. Oh, really? Was it was it legal? No. Okay. No. Well, it was until you got caught. Uh, right. <laughs> but the nicest guy, and 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 who actually said, if you're a, a gambler, you're a loser, and that's for the most part. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> but um, and and I did win. Actually, I called the Blue Jays to win, and but I thought, you know, I'm going to put in twenty bucks. How how big a deal is it? Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 I won. I got a check for a hundred dollars. I couldn't believe it. Excellent. Yeah, it was like Excellent. me doing a happy dance at Shoppers with my kids, <laughs> and my and my kids were so. Dad, would you stop? Okay, I, I've never won before. You know, I I was a lotto thing, and I and I won fifty bucks, and I was so excited. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I think that's how people get hooked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> New, so. you're saying you've got uh, you've got some interesting things coming up that are that are outside of uh, your normal job. Um. Uh. There's. An opportunity. Well, there's not an opportunity. It's a thing. 
Um, I haven't actually told very many people. So Porsche has a reunion in North America every few years. The Rensport reunion number seven is this September at Laguna Seca in California. And uh, I'll, be, I'll be with the FAF Motorsports team for that, uh, for that event, which I'm really excited about because outside of, I don't get to spend any time with the team. I, I've never really, like I've met them. Mm-hmm. I've not had the chance to build any relationship or rapport with them. Uh, but uh, they needed extra hands for that event, so I'll, I'll get to spend some time with them. And uh, and and for the fans out there, you'll be bringing the the big car, the one that won the championship last yes. year, won yes. Daytona, yeah. like the 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 real deal. So exactly. That's, exactly. So you'll be supporting the team with with that yes. car. Very cool. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. All right, and uh, I know. Don't get fooled. I, I, I let's just get on the real track, mm-hmm. which is the one outside. Yeah, with the potholes. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you have not at this Off-road. point got your tires yet um it's there's still time we have some bad weather coming up there's there's always time uh brian's garage is is charging five hundred dollars now uh-huh i've got all the tools there but uh you've got uh you've got no uh no insurance coverage and the uh uh, the the reliability of a racing driver to put wheels and tires on your car, but I can still do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, I've seen that many many times. I think the wheels loose. Come back in. Come yeah. back in. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> and don't, those are professionals. Yeah, I, I don't trust myself to work on my own car. And does the five hundred <laughs> include the retorque? Uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'll throw that in there. Yeah. Are nice you a bonus. big retorque person? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, eh? No, I click, eh? I click twice. Uh-huh. Uh huh. When I'm torquing it the first time, people don't usually come back. You know, like that's they're good. like, I'm done. So they just, that's it. Well, hang on. They don't come back. What does that necessarily mean? No, once once you, <laughs> they don't come back to retorque. They're like, ah, you're done. So yes. we're good. I get it. So I, we've always maintained that if it's done properly in the first place, there really is no, no. Yeah. shouldn't yeah, be a reason. Exactly. I mean, if you're not torquing and you're kind of just eyeballing it, no. click, click with the elbow. Nope. Then, <laughs> then I would definitely retorque no, or retighten. And, and my other bone of contention is, if you hear something that sounds like your wheels loose, there's a good chance it is. Or, I mean... So don't make the radio no, louder. No, yeah. no, no. no. <laughs> don't turn it on. No, anything loose related to the suspension or the wheels, that's bad news. Yeah. Oh, yes. Exactly. So, you know, got to... Any, so, any new weird sounds is bad. If it feels <laughs> funny, it sounds funny, take it in. We've yeah. got great mechanics out there, both women, males and females, who are more than happy to address your problem. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you got a specialist car, go see new at Faf Tuning. There you go. Mention our Thanks, name. guys. <laughs> What's that? Mention our name and get a discount. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, let's we do that. do something like that. <laughs> I'm looking for the new girl. Is she here? <laughs> <laughs> this is me. Dave's Corner Garage. Thanks, everybody. Drive safe, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.